0: Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to a new edition of the face-to-face show here on our EKN YouTube channel. We're streaming on Facebook as well. My name is Rob Howden. That is David Cole. Uh, It's been a while since we've done one of our face-to-face shows. I've been on the road quite a bit, as has David. So we just really haven't been here to to get one out. Every time we're home, we're kind of busting our asses trying to get enough stuff done to to get editorial out, whatever it may be. But David, back at it again, kind of into the offseason now. A couple more races still to come. Rock Vegas and, of course, the... 24th running of the super nationals in December, but uh, time to fire this back up and talk to some of the players in the sport.
1: It's not really off season, Rob. It's more of the slow season because everybody's amping It's Everybody's, it, yeah. amping, it. everybody's <laughs> amping up for the, this, this final push of the last few events that we do have left on the 2021 calendar before we start uh, moving into 2022. So yeah, it's uh great to have you and flat Rob here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we'll talk about flat Rob in a second. Hey, do you remember when we had an off season?
1: Me and Greg were just talking about that Greg I, Bell before we before we uh, you were on uh, mute and on on the phone with uh, Donald Durbin, Durbin there. Uh, there there was an off season. It at used one to be an off season. You know, yeah. um, November was really kind of a you know you know knots, That was it. The knots were in
0: October. At one point, the Supernats were October and we were done.
1: And then everybody waited for Christmas break because yeah. you had Daytona Kart week. And then yeah. January, there may be one or two races because Florida winter tour, that was just it. establishing itself. Yeah. You know, there wasn't the challenge there wasn't, you know, WK even tried a winter series. Other <laughs> programs have tried winter events. So uh, yeah, it's not the same as, as what it used to be, but you know, in a turn, it's great for the industry because it continues that momentum. There's not that, that downtime uh, because again, people are are still going going to the cart shops and and or, ordering stuff online and getting ready for not only yeah. the races coming up but for the next season.
0: I will say this it's good to have Flat Rob there behind you. It's nice to have that I'm always watching what you're doing and that makes me happy.
1: It's only there for the show Rob. I put <laughs> it away <laughs> in the clo- I put it away in the closet with the face turned around.
0: <laughs> no, it's looking at you the whole time. Uh so folks, uh, good show coming today as we get things underway again with our with our face to face our slow season shows. Uh, Lots, of course, coming up into the new year. Uh, One of the big events that happened just uh, about a week ago, a little over a week ago, was the IKF International Kart Federation Grand Nationals out at the Prairie City Kart Track uh, in Northern California, Rancher Cordova. Uh, Donald Durbin and his family running that facility and uh, taking over that a couple years ago. And What they've been able to do with this racetrack, uh, I think has been huge for Northern California karting, uh, the passion for the sport and for people and for customer service. uh, Open, you know, the, uh, all week long. And it really has done something to really fire things up. And it's kind of one of the hubs of a lot of excitement uh, in Northern California. Uh, they were the host of the ICAP Grand Nationals this year and uh, in following it on social media, unbelievable. The, the, the success and the positive feedback from everybody that was trackside. So we'll, Donald Durbin's going to join us. Greg Bell's with us as well from Leading Edge Motorsports. Twenty-five years as a cart shop uh, in Northern California. Uh, Leading Edge and Lodi. Uh, they're both going to join us. Let's bring them in right now. We're going to talk iKF Grand Nationals. We're going to talk about the state of uh, karting in North uh, in uh, in NorCal, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it.
2: Thank you for having us. <laughs>
0: Uh, Greg, of course, hanging out in the shop. Uh, Donald, I think you're probably at home there. I like it. Uh, let's, Donald, let's just first and foremost, before we even jump into the Grand Nationals, uh, let's talk a little bit about Prairie City Car Track. How long have you guys kind of been the stewards of that facility? Uh, and talk a little bit about what you've kind of done over the last couple of years to really turn it into one of, as I said, the most positive places of carding in NorCal right now.
2: Well, I appreciate that. Uh, in the end of 2019, we got the keys, per se, and then uh, went in, started doing our thing, putting our touch on it, which was like moving into a new house. You know, you just rearrange, move things here. How do I like it? And, but really didn't know what to expect. I knew what I wanted out of it. I knew what I wanted to do, but it's been a blast. We had uh, an immediate kind of crisis with COVID. That was the last time we talked where that put everything on pause, but you know, not many good things came from that, but at the same time, I will take it as a blessing. It gave us a little more time to, to keep on going behind the scenes. And I think when we did effectively open up, it was more so the way I'd like to present it. And, uh, yeah, it nice. was right. very exciting.
0: So I think a lot of people in the sport who are in, in you know, your position, like you and your father who have been with Cambrian carding, have been a key uh, industry member in Northern California. We all would like to potentially have a racetrack of our own one time. Um, how exciting is this for you being able to have a track that you're able to do what, you know, you have all these years as a racer and as a, as a shop shop owner, you always say, well, I would have done this and I would have done that. Well, now you can do it yourself. I got to think that that's, it is a, is a really um, uh, it's a positive thing for you to do, but obviously very self-fulfilling as well.
2: A hundred percent. And that's probably the biggest takeaway that I have is, is it is exciting to go there every morning, I am at home today. Tuesday is my day off. so this worked out great for what <laughs> we're doing, that. but I work every day, I promise. yeah, yeah. Uh, with that being said, it is exciting. you know, I go to the track, open the gates, look around, and it's like, wow, you know, this is ours. Um, we can do what we want to with it and and form it and shape it into, as you said, a positive place. There's yeah. a lot of Uh, that's the wrong word anxiety that comes with this sport you know we we get up early we're anxious we want to do well we want our kids to do well something goes wrong the slightest little thing somebody runs over your foot with their cart trolley and it could ruin the afternoon so i've tried really hard to just remind everybody on the grid at the driver's meeting hey we are having a great time it's competitive yeah i want it to be competitive but take a look around. You guys are standing shoulder to shoulder right now, listening to me talk at this driver's meeting. Why, when you put your helmet on, you want to ruin each other? And I am very proud of what has become of that. In about a year's time, in a year, it went from front noses falling off, half the field not making turn one, to everybody fist pumping on the warm up lap and showing immense respect on the track and also I'm very proud of of the racing because it it brought back healthy competitiveness you know it's I don't tolerate moving someone out of the way if you can't pass them elegantly or properly which is yeah. so fun to see then you quickly get kind of pushed out and uh Nobody left. Everybody just changed their tune. And there was some really good racing going on.
0: Uh, listen, as a, as a guy that calls a lot of races, uh, that's uh, like music to my heart, because, again, I always, you'll, you'll want to see that beautiful pass, right? If, if somebody beats you to the apex of one corner, they've won that corner. You go battle in the next corner. It's all about that respect. And I like the elegance of it. I like that line. Uh, but I will say this, and this speaks volumes about you and your father and your family. Culture's top down, right? You come in and you kind of say, this is the way we're running our facility. This is the way we're going to run Prairie City Car Track and our club. And that's going to filter down as long as you stick with it, right? Have you found that?
2: I I have. And it took a little while for me to realize that I had a part in it. But just when you come in the gate and you shake someone's hand or you say, welcome, it's a big difference from hurry up and move your truck. You know, park (laughs) your trailer and get the truck out of here. It it starts the tune of the day. So. If it's not me, it's my kids or my wife or our awesome staff. And everybody has that same attitude of, we are so thankful you guys are here. Let's have a great day. Let's have a great weekend. And it does, it trickles to awesome. the track.
1: Just just to kind of put a cap on that, do you think that, that being part of the industry prior to being a track owner, do you think that's helped kind of set the tone early and from the beginning? 100%.
2: Um, yes, because I knew all the things that made my stomach uneasy when I pulled into a track. I knew I identified all the things that made me feel like these guys don't even want me here. Or I had anxiety just before you even go there. I mean, it sounds like all this stuff, but, but really it's true. I mean, you go somewhere that you've never been to before. The first interaction you have needs to be a good one. And that is my goal. And everybody around me shares it. Let's go
0: to Greg about that. Greg, obviously you've seen this. You've been in a lot of racetracks. Uh, you've been in NorCal for over 20 years. I had mentioned off the top, you've been to a lot of different tracks that are up there and in support of those tracks. What are your thoughts as an industry member, as a guy who rolls in with a truck and trailer, what, what's it like uh, rolling in there and how do you, how have you seen what the Durbins have done at Prairie city, how it's kind of affected, maybe changed it in a positive way your business as well. I know you're selling more product because of it.
3: Yeah. So, you know, for, for us, um, we roll into a lot of different tracks every year and Donald's made a big push. He welcomes everybody that walks through the gate. I mean, he's what he says is not bull. I mean, he really makes an effort to make you feel wanted. Um, and I think the customers feel that way too. Um, you know, some of them had a hard time understanding his um, request as far as racing etiquette. Um, but he's right. I mean, it, it's, it's a different, uh, It's just a different level of, I think, respect and appreciation. I think a lot of track owners just lose that um, because, I mean, let's face it. I mean, not a lot of people come up and say, thank you for doing a great job. But they're the first ones that come up and get in your face for doing what they didn't want you to do. (laughs) And what I've seen with Donald for the most part, and I told him this after he he did his speeches after the IKF Grand Nationals. I mean, this is a kid I've watched growing up right and i hate to say that because that means i'm older than him i mean at the end of the day you you know we all go through different stages of life right and we um good bad or indifferent it doesn't matter but you know racing donald's always super competitive um but as a track owner I, i mean he's really found his niche in the sport because he's he's just he's got i mean he's got a super kind heart and it shows with his demeanor and what he's trying to do at at Prairie city. I mean, you know, I think I've gone through one, two, three, four, I think he's the fifth handler of that place. Mm -hmm. Um, Always being one of the premier tracks in Northern California and um, not a lot of people reinvest into it. And that's one big thing that's wrong in karting is that, you know, most of the people that are making a living off of the sport do very little to reinvest in the sport. Yeah. And Donald's done stuff that I'm like, man, I don't know where he's coming up with this money. How's he doing this? Well, how's it going to pay off? But everything he's done out there, whether it's just a, a small piece of asphalt that you know connects the second row to the grid, through, you are not know, pushing through rocks and things of that nature, the TV system, everything that he's done that substantial amount of money that he's invested in a piece of property that he doesn't own. He leases. Yeah. But it's just brought the level up of the racetrack so much that I think, you know, when you can walk into any place, and whether it's a restaurant, you know, a gym, or whatever you do that you enjoy, and you're welcomed, and you have a a, an inviting feeling when you get there. And there's I mean, the other thing is, there's no drama there. Like, there's just no he 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 nips all that stuff that happens in our sport, kind of like he handles it and puts it to sleep and moves on. And we'll talk about the IKF Grand Nationals versus other stuff that happens in Northern California and my customers' feelings as to you know what's different about it. You
0: know? Well, let's, let's let's move there, Don. Obviously, some kind words there from Greg. You know, to be able to get the IKF Grand Nationals, I know you work with with the IKF, and and to be you know you, when you get that that uh, that. Uh, opportunity to host that event it obviously shows it the track has done something right right to to move forward let's talk about that first let's 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 go let's dive into the ikf grand nationals what did you guys get for numbers i i i wasn't able to be there obviously but i'm looking on race monitor to find out how many you have big fields in all the categories it seems like overall it was a tremendous event
2: it was um it was my favorite week and leading up to it was nerve-wracking um (laughs) Because I wanted it to be as good as it was. Yeah, every piece of my being wanted to make sure that it was the event that actually took place. and that was that was difficult. So my hat goes off to all the people that organize events all the time, and because I'm just getting started, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of mental preparation. But anyway, um, it was the event of a lifetime for me. Um, we got to showcase our property we got to showcase our atmosphere, uh, some of the things that we've changed at the track and the facility. But anyway, um, it was, I don't want to say last minute, but we didn't push it for a whole year. You know, there's a gentleman who uh, was talking about it the other day, you know, how do we get this thing to be even bigger? I had the time of my life, but what do we want to do? And and honestly, that's, that's about it. You start right now. So we started talking with the IKF I did. Um, actually last year and they came and visited the track and liked what they saw and saw, you know, a good place to host it, Northern California, good fields, good people. And it didn't work out with COVID. And quite frankly, I said this also at the driver's meeting. I'm glad it didn't. It gave us that extra year to be even more ready, yeah, more prepared. And, um, and we were, but thanks to them, the IKF for sending out their people did an excellent job. Our people did an excellent job. Our sponsors, our customers, our friends, they were all the reason that it went so well.
0: Hey, Greg, you were obviously were there with, with your team, some, some, some drivers. I, I, I saw you there. Uh, I, I don't think you won the tire changing contest, which I was sad to see, but
3: uh... yeah, the little sucker <laughs> got away from me a little bit. <laughs> I mean, that,
2: that escalated quickly.
3: Who won? Yeah. Who ended up winning it? Whoever it was. J.R. Rascoe. Wow, so you look. I mean, nothing against Donald, so he you know, he set the rules out early on in the game. And I was, um, unpleasantly surprised what I was going against when when I looked over and saw Rasco's tires and he's got them soaked up and everything else. I'm like, well, we're in trouble already. (laughs) I I knew the blues weren't going to come off and on like that, but um, and then my tire got away from me somehow. I got I saw that, yeah running out there and i was like shoot i probably could have got second if i you know kept my tire in place but yeah it's all so good. let's
0: talk about let's talk about the race let's talk about the race itself you were there what what were you, greg you've been to like countless amazing events you know you've been a staple to the supernats rock vegas big events all over the all over the uh the country Which what were your thoughts on, on this particular event it just like i said everything i saw on social media was like everybody was just thrilled with it well you know it's
3: it's, it's really interesting i mean you know there's a lot of organizers across the United States that we deal with, and uh, and and it really doesn't. You know, the amount of work. I mean, I talked to Donald a little bit before and, a, and after, and you know, he was he was worried because he put a big stake on the line to get this done, and it all paid off for him. You know, but I I think that that's you know, Donald, and one of the things I take, take took away from the event is you know this kid's matured into this person that controls himself immensely and um really wants the best for his facility and more than that the end user the customer yeah right so you walk away with i mean if you walk into something with that level of respect you walk out of it with a higher level of respect right and i was just talking to chris maze about that this morning we were you know chatting it up and and he was there for you know a little bit on friday and, and sunday and he's like it's just amazing to me that you know we can race many different races at that racetrack with different promoters but donald's event was stress-free high-fiving you know cheering people on even though you weren't winning um and that's happened a few other times in northern california i think northern california has a really big uh i don't want to call it ego problem but there seems to be a lot of stress here okay there's a lot of stress for some reason and i don't know when it got that way uh, but this this goes back on <laughs> you know to earlier on in you know 11 10 9, 8 when we were doing really hosting really big events and um you know when you when, when you come into an event and everything is is um respectful you have a respectful event yeah i think, I think that's
1: Dave? I think I think that goes along with it it's kind of a one-off there, there's no championship points involved it's it's this is the one race this is it there's one winner too I think that kind of helps too because something we talked with a lot of people with the IME grand Nationals that they had at GoPro Motorplex this summer it was a one-off race there's no championships involved so people were a little bit more relaxed it was a different. Format Again, if, if you're not used to that one final per weekend format, it, it's something new, something different. So I think, Greg, when, when you talk about that, it kind of helps to alleviate that, that stress or that anxiety, as Donald said earlier.
0: We pause our face-to-face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. Le Mans, Daytona, Seabrook the most legendary endurance races in the world, where man and machine push the limits of physics in an attempt to beat their competition and the clock. Are you ready to take on this challenge yourself? Well, the SimCraft 24 Hours of NOLA Karting event returns for 2021 with USAC Karting. And this year, the event will tackle the popular and challenging NOLA Motorsports in New Orleans, Louisiana. This year's event will take place on December 2nd, 3rd, 4th, and 5th the field already exploding after the 2020 edition. There are only four entry spots remaining for the field of 50. It's going to be an exciting event with factory and dealer supported entries from CRG, TB Kart, Praga Kart, Margay, Mac Minarelli, Burrell Art, and Tony Kart. Don't miss your chance to race in the biggest 24-hour kart race in the Americas. To register your team, head to 24hrsofnola.com to find the rules and event schedule.
4: Wins at the sport's biggest races and championships across all levels of karting make up the resume for Nitro Kart. The Nitro Kart has made its statement as the best, fastest, and most reliable cadet chassis on the North American karting market. The 2021 Cadet is the evolution of that success, featuring the latest development and components to put you at the front. If you want to win in Cadet, get a Nitro Kart and join the team. The Nitro Kart Cadet claimed five victories at the Scusa Pro Tour, including the Mini Swift Championship in 2020. At the United States Pro Kart Series, Nitro Kart Cadet earned five wins and 14 podiums in Mini and Micro competition. For a second straight year, NitroCart won the U.S. Rotax Grand Nationals in the Minimax division, bringing the title total to four in four years. If you've seen it on track, it certainly caught your eye. Dominating the four-cycle world is the NitroCart Lefty Chassis. The chassis is designed for the Briggs & Stratton 206 engine with a left-side mount for better weight distribution. The Lefty is available in cadet and full-size frames. The Nitro Kart lefty won the CKNA Grand Nationals score in both sportsman and junior categories, with fast timing qualifying for the senior division. Drivers with the lefty were ranked number one in the Briggs & Stratton weekly racing series for junior and cadet divisions. Team Nitro Kart will be at all major events in 2021 with programs tailored to every driver's needs. Focused on driver development, the cadet program under Team Nitro Kart has helped develop some of today's stars including Brent Cruz, Parker DeLong, Ben Mayer, and Spencer Conrad. Visit NitroCard online and find them on Facebook and Instagram.
0: Acceleration Kart Racing is your first and only stop on the internet for karts, parts, and the safety gear you need to get you on the track. Visit shopakr.com for a great selection of karting equipment on a user-friendly website. Acceleration Kart Racing has aligned itself with many of the top manufacturers and distributors of the sport to ensure all the latest equipment is available to you, the racer. With over 20 years in business and customer support available six days a week, you can be confident about getting the right parts at the right price when you need them. Be sure to visit ShopAKR.com today or stop by their headquarters in Las Vegas. Make sure to follow Acceleration Kart Racing on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram for the latest specials and new arrivals. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network.
3: Yeah, but yeah, I take I, that... In yeah, go Greg. Real quick, I take that in... I mean, it could be... It's a one-off event. supernatural is a one-off event, right? Right. We're racing for $10,000 to win. Mm-hmm. We're racing for a Duffy. And... It's not always the same atmosphere, right? Around the around the globe, when you travel, I mean, you go to Italy, and th- they're drama free. I mean, it's just a different like they bring a different feel to the track. I mean, there's no insurance, so you don't have to sign bands, you don't. I mean, there's just you don't sue people, so there's all this stress level that comes down because there's no expectation, right? We're here to race. We're going to go up against the best of best, and we're going to walk out of here you know, having a beer or high fiving when we leave. Yeah. You you know, and as, as industry leaders in Italy, they get together as we did leaving the IKF and I'm sure Donald's talked to many different team owners and I applauded him for the event because he, he smashed it. I mean, 150 entries in Northern California today. I mean, that's 30% up from what we've had all year long.
0: That's a big race.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that that's just, speaks immensely of a person that really put his heart and soul into an event. And I don't think a lot of people do that anymore.
0: So Dom, when you sat down to put this thing together, obviously you had the culture that you're building at Prairie city. And it, it seems like you tried to put a festival together. What are some of the things that you put together for the weekend to make sure people were having a good time? It wasn't just all about the racing, right? You guys did a bunch but, of different things to make it kind of a, like it used to be like a, like a happening where everybody came to the IKF grand nationals every year.
2: Yeah. And, and that was a, that was a fun thing that actually you brought up when we were chatting earlier in the months, you know, let us know some of the things you're going to do. And that actually, I thank you both for that, Rob and Dave, because it prompted me to say, Oh yeah, we should do some stuff. So anyway, we had a tire changing contest on Friday night. Um, I put up $200 and it escalated in five minutes to $1,400 by other people excited. We all gathered around in the grid. It's a covered grid. We lined up. First of all, there was about three people. And I said, well, this isn't gonna work. So then I called Greg. I called Rodney from Nevada Kart Sport. I called a member of Cole Nelson. I called a member of Nash, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, you guys have to come. Well, then all of a sudden there was 20 participants. We <laughs> laid out the rules real quickly. Um, and it was like we were at a chicken fight in a yeah. alleyway. It was awesome.
0: Sure. I yeah, mean, there great.
2: was Jay Story. I gave him the money, and he held it up. And every time someone said, "I got a hundred on it," I would announce it as loud as I could. I mean, we were just hoarse voice yelling it in the middle of the night. All of a sudden, you know, Lloyd Mack brings it up to eight hundred bucks, and KPX brought it up to nine hundred. We're at fourteen hundred dollars by the time it was done. Laid out the rules, counted to three, and they did it anyway. Wow. When that was finished, that was the beginning of the culture for the weekend. Because prior to that, I should say I was very thankful that ROV and Rockland and Folsom Harley Davidson chipped in, and we had a tri-tip barbecue that fed everybody there. Wow! And there was crazy. about there was probably three hundred people that stuck around and and hung out all night. It was nice. And uh,
0: that was a Friday night.
2: That was yeah. Friday, night. Friday night, and night. that set the tone. Um, we handed out drinks, we cooked on a huge trailer barbecue. We walked around, we chatted, everybody visited each other's pits. And when it was just about time to settle down, then we started this, uh, chicken fight in the hallway and it was great. It was <laughs> great.
0: But that's it. Listen, isn't that, isn't that what it's about? Like, and I, like the key thing you said was you started it off. You, you have that, that first day where you, you set the culture. You set the atmosphere, the tone, right? We're going to have this great dinner. We're going to have a bunch of fun together. We're going to go racing tomorrow. That's something I think a lot of events need to think about, it, and that's setting that tone for what the event's going to be like from the get-go.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. it, was, it was awesome. I was worried that, you know, I mean, we've all been in that situation where it's like tomorrow's race. i got to get some sleep. i got to go. But, no, I was pleasantly surprised I, everybody was there. So the I next like day it. was Saturday, yeah. and I thought, you know what? <laughs> we need to do something else.
1: So, RLV had
2: these really cool little barbecues that they, you know, sell and donate and do things with. And he donated four of them. So, uh, we had a push-up contest. It was simple. It was easy. But in five minutes, there was 35 people laying on the ground because I asked them to. (laughs) And we can't count how many push-ups you're going to do. So, whoever was moving last won the (laughs) barbecue. And it it was just another... Gather together, have some yeah. fun, laugh, win something. All right. And remember, tomorrow when we put our helmets on, I don't need to take you out because we just did push-ups together in the dirt. That's
0: it. And it, That's it's it. it. And it seems to me like that went all the way through to the very end of the weekend, right to the uh, the awards presentations as well. And I know Greg said you had spoke at the end and somebody, I had a couple people talk to me about that. But it seems like that whole feeling... That positivity rolled right through to the, the awards presentation at the end too. Tell me a little bit about that, Donald, how that made you feel at the end of what would have been a long work. You know, all that work you put in, you see the racing, and then it's that awards presentation at the end where you kind of get a chance to, to kind of breathe out a little bit.
2: I realized pretty quickly how much I like talking to everybody at the at the beginning and the end of the weekend. Um I actually didn't think I would, you know, I thought I would clam up or shut down, but I realized. I've either met every I've met them them all but I've either introduced half of them to the sport so they're not strangers they're not they're all my friends every yeah. single person there so it's really pleasant to be able to sit down at the end of a weekend and maybe even show my emotion I'm a pretty emotional person and to humanize myself is is something that I like doing at the end of the weekend so yeah I like that too We were we were really lucky um You know this year we lost john motley a very special key figure in the sport and in the ikf in the technical department and we were lucky to have his daughter who's won several duffy's herself come and present the awards with me and also uh, my dad made a very special point to present his daughter with a duffy in honor of john and uh, that was that was really neat and special for everybody
0: well, and David and I have talked about this before, and we've talked to a lot of people about, about, about what the Duffy meant. I don't know how far back you go, Donald, when you were younger racing, but, you know, you hear stories of the Duffy battles through the 70s, 80s, 90s, you know, how, how big it was. That's what you did. That's the, as a young driver or an older driver, man, that's what you wanted. You wanted to get that Duffy. You wanted to get the second Duffy so you could have, the you know, your expert plate, whatever it may be. Right, right. Were you racing back then, Donald, when, when the, in the 90s? When I don't, I don't know your yeah. career, but was that no, for, that's okay. you there? Yeah. I
2: was. And it was it was the pinnacle of the carting, you know, days, if you will. Yeah. It was the pinnacle of the season. You know, all these different regions, six, eleven, seven, you know, seven and eleven was seven was down south in Southern California and yeah. eleven is up where we are, and and we all both had opinions of each other and how it was gonna be. And uh
1: still today, too. <laughs> yeah.
2: But but at the end, it was for that very prestigious award that you can't just go get at the race next month. You know, that was it. And that's what you fought for. And the Screaming Eagle, you know, you qualify on pole and you get this really prestigious award as well. And it's just a a neat thing. And you're right. They're not easy to come by. Everybody's after them. And like you said, you know, back in the nineties and even the two thousands before everything went to yellow plates automatically, it was a special thing to earn those rights you know you see somebody come to the track like whoa he's got yellow plates holy that's it (laughs)
0: that's it that's it yeah it was great so greg um obviously we're we're seeing uh, on social media i saw a lot of people really reveling in the fact Donald. you can say this too that that they won this the duffy again right it's it's it feels like the last couple of years there have been some really good grand nationals where where it's getting that feel again where the duffy's the thing you want to win greg do you are you some of your customers, are you, are you hearing them say that as well? But, hey, man, I want to go after a Duffy next year. I didn't get one this year.
3: Yeah, I think, you know, for what I see, and there was a few people that were outside of, you know, California that attended this event. And a, a lot of people have kind of um across the United States, just don't really understand what a Duffy is. So it's really mm-hmm. kind of sad that we don't, I mean, Tom's trying to, continue the culture by, you know, upwriting IKF and doing, doing, you know, keeping that alive Mm -hmm. when it was ready to die. And, uh, it's sad to me because you know, what, what we've done to the industry and I want to emphasize that is that, you know, the way our, the way our business models work today, we need racing in order to survive. Right. And unfortunately for Donald, like for myself, anyway, it's hard. You know, when, when you first get into the sport and you're supporting that customer at a local track or you're going to a Grand National or a Supernat style event, which, you know, we do like a lot of those a year. Um, you know, we, we do it because we're giving back to the sport. Like we don't charge what we charge elsewhere for yeah. our expertise and our, and our, and our, and our um, consulting. But that's the problem I think in our sport today is that there's probably five different heavy hitter promoters in the United States. Um, Three different motor manufacturers that are trying to corner the industry. And that takes us away from our backyard a lot. Right. And that also, you know, to touch on it a little bit, when the IKF grand nationals were the race to be at, there was no other races to be at until the early nineties, when That's true. <laughs> the supernat started happening yeah. and then people would travel to Vegas. Cause now it's like, you know, I remember first one, I mean, 96 or 97, it's like, you know, Hey, we're going to Vegas. We're having a good time. And it felt a lot like Donald's event just did because you know, where it's all new and exciting and, and, uh, and it was a big race. I mean, we had three to 500 entries, you know, early on in those, in those days. And with IKF not, not really having a lot of alive regions, it's our duty to try to keep the culture going as industry you know, leaders to try to, you know, support it, be there, help it. And I'm, you know, I'm at fault. I mean, cause there was a lot of times that I haven't gone because I just didn't think it was going to be a, a big enough turnout over the years when it's been, you know, going up and down. Um, But that also goes to, you know, as somebody was saying on Facebook and I get what he's saying, you know, why aren't we starting on this now? Donald's like, you know, it took me a year to put this together. And I think some of the older IKF events, like the grand national events were always, you know, kind of a product of their own failure because, you know, three weeks, five weeks, 10 weeks out we're getting, we're getting Facebook posts or, we're reminding people that hey there's a I kept grand nationals in a month and a half well people's calendars are already set right so to get an immense amount of people into one place like the supernats or rock rock vegas or uh you know pro cart or anything else that we do nowadays because this the budgets and everything are pretty hammered by september october november we need to plan it in january and um, in order to create a great event. And, and I'm a little off track here on what we're talking about, but it needs to start now.
0: Well, and that actually leads into where, right where I was going, yeah. Greg, because the next question is, hey, what do we have to do to be able to keep the Grand Nationals being strong, make it bigger and bigger? We're coming off an amazing event. Donald's obviously the guy that was right there most recently putting a race on that was successful. So, Don, let me ask you a couple of questions. What do we have to do to, to make – the Grand Nationals keep getting bigger. What Greg's saying is they we sh- they literally need to announce the next year's venue now. Um, what do you think about timing? Did you like the fact that it was you know middle of October? You think that was a was a was a good time to have the the, the Grand Nationals?
2: Um, I think there's probably better time, but there's okay. nobody nobody's at fault for that for that date. You know this was this was honestly a product of me requesting to do it in the middle of a very busy year for, for the IKF, for, you know, Tom and all of his crew. And by the time it came to a, okay, let's do this. That was the only date left as to Greg's point on the calendar, not not so much on my side, but there's a lot of moving parts that go with this. So there was a choice of, you can do it this weekend, you know, no, (laughs) or you can do it in October on this day. And I actually, we had to move a couple of our races around, which was just fine. But to your point, what do we need to do to continue this momentum, which I'm very proud of, is just that, you know, sit down right about now, or, you know, to give you a little grace period, January at the latest. And since there is no more IKF racing Happening. There's no calendar. There's no schedule, and, and there won't be. Um, this one race, understanding it a lot more now, needs to be. We need to pick the host, yep. and then have that host start working hand in hand with, you know, some soft promotion right away. Put it on the calendar, as Greg said, mm-hmm. and then and then preparing for it, and then leading up to it. You know, hit it hard and make sure everybody's reminded. But but. Uh, I think this will actually work out great because whoever would like to host it next, they should, they should act on it. You know, just reach, out, reach out to those guys at the IKF office. Um, Neil was awesome to work with Tony, Tom, Patty, everybody on their crew was a godsend, you know, pick up the phone, talk to them. Stan helped me build the parking lot. Tony helped me with everything. Neil came and, and, you know, put his race director hat on and did a fantastic job. And Tom was always checking in on me, making sure that, you know, if I need something and then there was things that he thought I needed that I didn't think I would need. And he just sent them. So wow, that's it awesome. was, it was, it was great all the way around. And that was put together poorly, you know, but on, on my side, as far as time frame, but it wasn't what I was thinking about in January. I was thinking about how am I going to, throw my first green flag ever as a racetrack track operator. So I was thinking about my club races that were going to be yeah. very special, important to me. And how are they going to go? And then those just kept growing and growing and getting more comfortable to the point where I was comfortable. Cause honestly, maybe I didn't want to host this race. I mean, what if I suck at it? You know, so <laughs> <laughs> it turns out I really, turns out I really love it yeah that's good well that's good <laughs> so that was that's what i would do reach out to them pick the track the track needs to volunteer themselves yep yeah um, for sure and then they need to and then tony and neil they'll drive out fly out go check it out give you advice talk to you look around tom will show up he did last year he came and walked around the whole place with me and said all right you got about a hundred trailers here that you're storing. What are you going to do with them? I said, don't worry. They'll be gone. (laughs) That was a lot of work, but they were gone.
0: I can (laughs) imagine. So, so obviously Northern California has been a couple of them there. Santa Maria yourself, uh, obviously it's kind of the hotbed for IKF right now. They do run in Texas. They're obviously connected with the Texas sprint racing series. Travis Hammond says, put the IKF Nats back in the Midwest for sprint. What do you think about moving around the country with an event like this, Donald? Like you said, the ICAF really doesn't have all the regions that you used to have again. So it's not like you're grabbing. You're really just grabbing racers now, right? Yeah. And yeah. you're kind of playing off the brand and you're playing off the prestige of the Duffy and being able to have one of those trophies. Your thoughts on potentially, should it go to Texas? Should it go to the Midwest? Should it go to the Northeast, Pacific Northwest? Is this something you think should be traveling all around the country?
2: Yeah. 100, I mean, for sure. Uh- you guys notice that when I talk, I get closer to the camera. (laughs) I I don't know why I do that. Um, It it, it should, it should, it shouldn't stay. You know, one guy jokingly, he was like, you got to host this next year. I was like, no, I'd love to, but no, it it is a race that needs to move. And if it moves from one city in California to another, that's not really moving. I I agree um, that if there's a desire to have it, at any of those places then here's a couple right here doing.
0: travis hammond says tnt quincy it's had some icap grants before race liberante texas or colorado again a couple well, there's other always the,
1: there's always the option of every year going to a different time zone you know you Ooh, could go to the yeah, eastern yeah. time zone midwest you know central mountain and and west
0: we pause our
1: face-to-face broadcast for this quick commercial break
0: stay tuned for more here on the ekn radio network In karting, it's important to be supported by the right people. With over 40 years of experience in the sport, Trinity Karting Group has everything you need to make your program successful. We do it all and we do it right. Trackside support and arrive and drive programs are available in 2021 for the USPKS and the Superkarts USA Pro Tour and Super Nationals with full product sales and service and professional coaching from our experienced staff. Trinity Karting Group is a full-service operation based at the Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati, which gives us access to our custom-designed driver training facility. This allows us to offer private, one-on-one coaching to take you to the next level. Trinity Karting Group is also your Midwest home for Tony Kart and IAMI, and we're your source for MG and Avinco tires in the region. Tony Kart quality cannot be beat, so call us today to put you in a new chassis for your next event. From arrive-and-drive and and coaching programs to the parts you need, let Trinity Karting Group provide you with customer service and a racing experience second to none. Trinity Karting Group has a long history in the sport, a winning pedigree, and we're dedicated to driver development. We take pride in our professional approach and our positive attitude. Let us build a custom race program for you. Give us a call at 513-421-4463. Or check us out online at TrinityCardingGroup.com. There's a new hot button name in American safety equipment: Stilo USA. Every product with Stilo is focused on safety, comfort, and function. Stilo USA is happy to provide you with the proper safety apparel to keep you protected on the track, and their carding lineup is second to none. The ST5 KRT Karting Helmet is available for $599. Manufactured using a lightweight and extremely strong composite material, the KRT provides an excellent fit and comfort level due to its dual-density interior foam lining, and it's equipped with a symmetrical visor that offers excellent vision and an effortless central visor locking system. The ST5 CMR standard was developed jointly by the FIA Institute and Snell Memorial Foundation to ensure safer and lighter weight helmets for the younger Carters. Drivers rave about the superior comfort levels, lightweight construction and the unparalleled field of vision. The perfect youth helmet is available for $549. Stilo didn't stop with their helmets either. The newly developed Carbon Curva Rib Protector is unlike any on the market with its form-fitting solution to offer superior protection. Head to stilohelmets.com to review these and many more products to keep you safe on the track. Stilo, any competition, one helmet. Established in 1999, PSL karting has become a powerhouse within the karting industry for North America and around the world. PSL Karting is your complete source for all Burrell Art products as the North American Importer, providing this top quality product through both their expansive dealer network or through the pslkarting.com online store. Whatever you need is available 24-7 online, including safety gear, parts, components, and full karting packages. All three brands, Burrell Art, Ricardo Kart, and Charles Leclerc carts are in stock and ready to hit the track. Grab your winning chassis for any category by visiting pslkarting.com to find your nearest dealer. PSL Karting is always looking for interest in new dealers and teams to help create new business relationships. Drivers looking to take their talents to the next level can join the Burrell Art North America race team competing at all the major U.S. and Canadian events this season. When you're ready to win, go with PSL Karting. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network.
3: Yeah, so let me chime in on that really quick. So, oh, great. you know, I think one thing that we all lose track of is that one thing that I felt was really nice at this event and most of the IKF Grand Nationals you go to is there is a lot of new faces that you see that aren't on the national scene, right? yes um you know we we do a lot of national scene stuff because we're the you know ipk factory team for america so we're kind of forced to go around a lot of places in order to showcase the product you know and, and, and all of the manufacturers or importers or everything are kind of in that group because you know you try to go everywhere and for me if you go to an ikf grand nationals it's a hotbed for future customers that want to go do the next big thing, or maybe, you know, but I think that starts in, in the club level stuff. And, um, you know, Briggs & Stratton has done a really good job of, you know, kind of staging up against other, you know, other tracks and, you know, the customer and the driver, as far as, you know, this is where you stand in America, basically, you know, this is your position as, as a driver because of the races you want and everything else. And when I raced, uh, you know, IGSBA, you know, jet ski stuff, it was an invitational to come to an event like this, right? Um, which we don't want to do that because it was even an invitational when you were heyday and IKF. You know, you had to have three punches, punches. or whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, punches, yeah, and I, and I'm okay
3: with that too. But that, that starts at the clubs. So if you're at IKF sanctioned club, which I think Donald is, yeah. um, those clubs, and you know. Let's get something straight really quick in the industry you have wk and you have ikf and you have cik right a long time ago we were at a karting a expo in illinois and uh i went up to the wk guys and i brought them together with the ikf guys i'm like so what do we have to do in order to create a cik level of you know rule books and everything else towards one rule set worldwide and it wasn't about the rule books now they're insurance companies They sell insurance and that's what they're fighting for as far as, you know, turf, I guess. And so it really, you know, if, if, and you know, WK isn't really doing much on the West coast anymore. So it really, it's Tom and his staff that have to create a substrate under what all the clubs are doing in order to create a, um, a desire to go to the iCAF grand nationals like the IKF grand national is not the supernats right it's a lot of cool people that are just you know enjoying the sport and it's, a, and it's a you know it's just a lot less pressure cooker so if we start early and like hey you know you're going to get a ticket to the IKF grand nationals per se because you want a club deal and then more people kind of buy into that this is going to be cool. I'm going to, you know, Johnny won a ticket. We're going to try to be Johnny. Cause we're really close to being Johnny here. Now all the top level drivers. And that's what I kept always used to be when we're talking about a yellow plate, you know, and Joey hand and Allmendinger and all these kids rolled into when I was just getting into the sport, you know, they, they were already yellow plate holders. And you're like, that's the real deal. I mean, these kids, yeah. we can run with those kids and we're close. And I, I think we've lost a lot of that in our sport, as far as, you know, who do we look up to and if we start that culture at ikf sanction facilities and we push to go to that one big event a year and it's on everybody's calendar early on to where it's part of like i already have 22 dates for 2022 across the united states yeah so like donald's saying there's a lot of different things that have to fall into place in order for it to make it logistically possible for all the big teams and i think all the big teams love to go to events like that because it's a breath of fresh air you know uh it's just a lot less stress and a lot more fun and you give more time to mingle and you know do all the things that we love to do because we love the sport um but i think it starts you know to create a big event we have to educate the user that there's going to be a great big event
0: and an event like this, the Grand Nationals, too, it's, it's really not so much – na- it's still a national event, but it, it really does. It has, in, in the past, drawn a lot of club racers and regional racers, right? So it doesn't yep. need – all the big national teams don't really have to go. Those club shops and regional shops really right. – Donald, do you think maybe they're more the core people that would come to an event like this?
2: I do. I think uh, that's go. what I was going to say is I think you know? find that place, wherever it may be in the country, that has a healthy base – of of people that have gotten into the sport last year, the year before, two, three years ago, et cetera. And and remember what this race is. It is not the Super Nats, but it is a very special, sacred, important race that should always be ongoing. It's
4: and history. it probably
2: will not be a three or four hundred entry race. Because I think the target audience. And then everybody's invited, but the target audience is that host of teams, shops and privateers that are not going to travel to Quincy in the park or the Supernats. Yeah. or they are, Hey, it's in our state this year, let's do it. I don't, I don't know that it's going to be uh, for everybody. Let's get on a plane. We were very lucky to have people from Minnesota, Colorado, Oregon, Idaho, Texas, that was great, but it wasn't in droves. You know, it was California and Nevada and some grateful to have visitors who got on a plane and, and showed up or drove through the night. And I appreciate all of them for doing that, but it's going to be a host event um, that we should all try and attend.
0: Here's a really good point. And Cole Nelson brings this up. I can't bring it into the screen cause it's just too long. Uh, <laughs> But he mentioned that the CKNA polls from several stage, states, which results in 300 to 400 races at their Grand Nationals. It's, it's really an East Coast program. I mean, you look at the people that come to that event, it's all East Coast, right? It's Florida, North Carolina, eventual draw from ca- ca- Canadians, it's Midwest. I know we talked about potentially does, does the IKF Grand Nationals need to go to Texas? Does it need to go to the Midwest? Or could this. Does the IKF Grand Nationals, IKF of course being for the most part over its career really West Coast based, although it was in New York and in other areas, does could the IKF Grand Nationals with a similar uh, approach to class structure being Briggs, um, they of course add the IME classes too, all Briggs, could it become a CKNA Grand Nationals for the West Coast? Is Colmore on the lines of hey, we can maybe pull three hundred entries if we got if we locked it in to Pacific Northwest. Uh, you know, NorCal, so, SoCal, Arizona, kind of a thing. Colorado is that? What do you think about that?
2: Yeah, Doug, we'll, I, I we'll,
0: we'll start with you. Your thought?
2: I think it's great because okay. living here, you know, I mean, that's that's where I am. I'd like to be able to go to all of them, but more mm-hmm. importantly, does it exist beyond Texas? You know, probably not. Um, yeah. It is predominantly here: Santa Maria, Reno, um, Prairie City. Uh Oregon, all good tracks, great places and communities that can pull from it. And Cole came and did a great job. So with a whole year or season to plan for it, um, I know he would like to have it at Reno and I Reno is an awesome track. Love that track. big place. Yeah. Yeah. Elevation change, yeah. lights. They could do a lot there. So,
0: and and listen, if that's the case, then and that let's just throw this out there to to kind of get it fueled. You've got you've built momentum. What you were able to do this year, the, the positivity, the momentum. This is something that really needs to roll out. They should be announced. They should be announcing what the track's going to be in the next month, right? So that people can yeah. start getting excited about it next year. That's what I, I would think. I,
2: I honestly think that would be easy to do, you know, yeah. and and I would be happy to help, however I can. But it would start with a phone call, and then lock it in.
3: I think that's the biggest fear I have is that um, there's just not a lot of tracks that want to put the effort in. Like, that's what I see in Northern California is that Donald, you can see by his growth is because he has invested into his facility. And I'll go back to that is that, you know, he set out to create something special that he felt needed to be in Northern California. We have quite a few great tracks, but not quite a few great um attitudes at the tracks.
0: Yeah. I hear what you're saying.
3: And you can see that in the numbers of the events shrinking, right? And I've I've said this all year long. I'm like, people don't know what Donald's building here. And I've always been lucky enough to be able to kind of weed through all the stuff that you see. But Donald's been in a unique situation where he split his race days because of the park's um, rules or whatever they're asking him to do to try to stay under that hundred number uh, because of covid. But when. He, yeah, that worked out uh, great. Yeah, <laughs> it does. But it also lets you, you know, build at a smaller scale and kind of get your ducks in a row, too. Right. And get comfortable dealing with everybody because, you know, you have a lot less participation that is manageable. But when they all merge. When he merges his deal, he's a 180 strong club, like no, no issues like he's yeah. 180. Our other series in Northern California pull between 30 and 80. I mean, it's sad, but maybe, you know, as an industry, we look at Donald and be like, hey, what's he doing differently than we are? Why is he getting so much participation? What man, you know, his tracks just as nice as my track. We put money into <laughs> our track. Why is this happening? And I think that that's a big part of you know what he's created, and how the IKF Grand Nationals became 150 strong, is because he's built a great base program, but also because he has a passion, as we all do as shop owners and whatnot. Uh, If we didn't, we probably wouldn't be doing what we do. That's right. And 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 hats off to him, but. The, you know, probably Cole Nelson would be the only other track that I know of in Northern California today that has the drive to do something like Donald's done over the last two years. Yeah. To create yeah, something special. So that, yeah. It, it all it all creates an amazing atmosphere because of the amazing effort. Right? You can't just like, I'm going to have IKF Grand Nationals and do it the same way you're doing all your club stuff because it doesn't gonna, work
1: no doesn't work right. david you know that's why I, you almost have to go to places that do have a strong grassroots program such right. as what donald's built up you know colorado seems to be having a really good program built up throughout that state there a number yeah. of different racetracks you can go to texas same thing try you know, c the,
3: down south i mean there's a, there's a and even the, bunch the northwest organizations that can do it
1: yeah the northwest you know you have you have you know, can be there with Pat's Acres and a couple other facilities there. Texas
3: with the, you know, TPKC is, is killing it. You know, there's, there's a lot of people, but I think that for the IKF, in my opinion, good or bad, I think the IKF needs to reach out to those facilities that are, you know, following their guideline and their insurance program and everything. Like now it's like, you know, do you want to host it or do you want to host it? Because I don't think that there's a lot of people in our sport today um like donald that has the passion to run the track the way donald's running it that's one thing i that's one thing i see you know there's a lot of burnout because there's a lot of there's a lot a lot of life in these tracks that you know they don't understand that like hey if you treat your customer right then they continue coming back
0: that's it Actions speak louder than words for sure um all right donald we're getting to the end of an hour show here donald what's what's up for 2022 for, for perry uh, city car track. What, what else can you guys do? I, I, like you talked about having split weekends. Uh, are you still doing the split weekends deal? Or are yeah. we going to be back? Are you still doing that?
2: I, I, I'm i going to stick with it. Um, I feel guilty because it does hog up an extra weekend in a calendar for, for other organizations. You know, I, mm-hmm. I don't like that aspect of it. But like Greg said, um, it was a forced... Move, you know, when COVID was happening, we had to stay underneath a cap and now we can do whatever we'd like. But the quality of the event that we can put on with 100 or 110 people is better than a rushed, botched 180 or 200 yeah. entry club race.
0: And the staff you need to have to, ma- to manage that many
2: people. Yeah. And, and, but even, but more so just the quality of it. You know, we can actually see what's going on. We can interact with everybody. Uh, I brought back, I don't, I shouldn't say I brought it back, but we reintroduced two heat races and a main event rather than at least locally, you would always show up and you run a five minute qualifying an eight lap heat race, a 12 lap main and time to go home. And, And that's not why we showed up. So more laps, more time on the track, more time to regain if something goes wrong or prove that you did something right and still go home at 4.30 or 5 o'clock after trophies and and not 8 o'clock at night like it could very well be. Mm -hmm. And when you go somewhere and have a good time, you'll go back. And when you feel like it was an hour and a half before your next heat race and the food truck line was out the door and nobody was there to talk to you, the guy behind the parts counter could barely keep up, I don't want to be greedy. I think I'd rather just, my goal is just to get both at a hundred or more is great, but a hundred is, is just fine. And the only reason the two stroke events, the two stroke weekends weren't at a hundred was because this year with everything else that happened, you know, we had to be as careful as I could by building the calendar, but I couldn't make everyone happy. So our supporters like Greg and Cole and Austin Elliott and, uh, Nevada Kart Sport, yeah, they all couldn't right. make all of them. You know, They couldn't always be there, but I think they would like to be. I know I would love to have them there, so what's new for this year is uh, I'm going to get more proactive on building the calendar. I've got a year under my belt, so I'm going to look at all the big things that my supporters could potentially get interrupted by and avoid that uh, the best I can, and then figure out when to start. You know, I I don't want to wait until March, but I don't think I'm going to start a championship season in January. I think we're going to do something fun. Like we have the ability to run five or six quality different layouts at the track. And I envision a weekend where we do three different track layouts on Sunday. You know, heat one is this, heat two is this, the main event is this. There is no time to prepare. We're just, you're going to do it. And it's a mm-hmm. one-off special trophy. We At Atwater, we called it the turkey race. We did it oval. We did the short track. We did the long track. That was yeah. fun. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to focus on is bringing back some time slots to keep us engaged, keep the oil warm. But we'll start our season, you know, respectively, probably February, March. But we're going to do some fun stuff leading up to that.
0: That's awesome. Greg, obviously to have Perry city car track within your region, a great place to be able to base some stuff on. I know that you, uh, you and I have talked in the last couple of weeks about the fact you wanted to do some more, uh, with, with, uh, Don Don's facility, plus from regional racing, man, like you just said, what's 22, 2022 look like for you? Like you said, 22 races already on your schedule.
3: It's pretty crazy.
2: <laughs> um, you need to add help. eight more. <laughs> yeah,
3: and Donald, I want, I want to, i mean, I do because I think you're doing a great job in the sport. And I haven't, I haven't, you know, you know, that I applaud you for everything. Cause I tell you every time I see you, you're killing it. And, and for me, it's like support those who support the sport. And that's a big thing. And, uh, you know, for us next year, um, we've done a couple different series this year that we've enjoyed doing, um, and they want us to come back. So, you know, there's, um, I haven't done any USPKS stuff, but that's 300 strong entries. So, yeah. obviously, in the national scene of things, that's that's on the calendar for next year. Um, we're going to split our program up. We're putting a truck and trailer in North Carolina to where logistically it's not a nightmare for me, and it's easy to get on a plane in and out to where you know just two things. One is it takes your budget and greatly reduces it. Um, two, it brings you into a whole nother category of drivers that you currently don't work with right now um but i'm not leaving northern california i just feel that besides donald there's a lot of not sure what is going on in northern california i mean donald that you know it's i don't know i mean listen i'm I'm not i don't want to be the negative guy but you know it's really hard for shops in Northern California to survive today because there's not more Donald's. Okay.
0: Yeah, I get that. It's a, it's a, a, a strong vibrant club is what allows shops to stay, and, and more than one, right. Allows, right. allows clubs are, are like the local car tracks to be vibrant. They got to be selling product. Got to be going through yeah. consumables. That's what it takes for a, a car shop to keep going.
3: Right. And and the bricks and mortar thing. Um, honestly, I mean, being in this industry for, I hate to say it, over 25 years. Or i love to say it, whatever you want to say. Uh, there was a time where Donald and I are one of like 18 bricks and mortar shops in Northern California, and we were all thriving and we all work off of each other. And that's when, you know, Invader was heavy and Imic and, yeah. and all these shops, you know, Track magic they were, they were all thriving, right? We were all thriving together. And, Hey, Donald, do you have X, Y, Z? Yeah, Greg, I'll get it out today. And hey, Greg, do you have something? Yeah, yep, I'll get it out today. So we had a network of working that made it super, super easy to do business in Northern California. Um, the industry has changed so much in the last 10 years that Donald, myself, um, I'm not sure if Illuminos is full-time. I mean, like my front doors are locked since COVID, and I was always debating whether it go appointment only for quite quite a few years because of the industry scope in northern california and it kind of forced me to do it kind of like i forced Donald to do a two race weekend deal i like it because now i can 100 focus on my clientele and i can weed out the nickel dime stuff that comes in that's all you know fun cart or you know go ped and i know donald does a lot of that stuff in his bricks and mortar store but you know for us it's like you know once every month we get a call for something like that so it's not something we're gonna stock or try to play in that field um but besides those three shops i mean there's no other bricks and mortar shops in northern california i mean i think austin and i'm not sure if he's doing a full-time or he's doing it you know with speed Sense part-time i'm not sure on on that because i know that he just moved into a building which is a happy sight because i'm in the mindset that the more promotion there is the more shops that need to feed off the area the bigger the area is going to get yeah you know and with donald and i you know being really northern california and i'm correct me if i'm wrong donald, because
0: we pause our face-to-face broadcast for this quick commercial break stay tuned for more here on the ekn radio network If you are searching for a program to elevate you in the motorsports ladder, Crosslink Competition is your next step. Crosslink Competition provides a arrive-and-drive program that include driver coaching, data analysis and an engine rental program for all major events in the 2021 season. Team Crosslink is scheduled to compete at the Supercarts USA Pro Tour, Rock Cup USA and the United States Pro Kart Series events along with regional and local programs from their home base in Texas. Crosslink Competition is a full retail shop for the x chassis and OTK kart parts. Many new and used packages are available right now through their Dallas headquarters. For drivers interested in making the jump from karting to cars, Crosslink provides a streamlined opportunity for you. Team Crosslink and Kiwi Motorsports is a championship winning operation in the F4 United States Championship program, providing the perfect transition within the same. Drivers looking to compete with the elite level karting program or pick up gently used team equipment are asked to call 214-432-4413. Be sure to follow them on all social media platforms at Team Crosslink. In Colorado, the place to go for carts and parts and everything else you need to go racing is forward direction motorsports. It's Colorado's premier karting company. Owned and operated by veteran carter Greg Welch, Forward Direction Motorsports is located in Centennial, Colorado. FDM has been developed to provide customer service and product sales at all levels and in both in person and online. We're a brick and mortar shop that serves as the hub for karting in Colorado. And we're a gateway to new racers who can come in and learn about the sport. We also have an online store and can ship all over the country. We can also service all makes and models of engines and carts. Whatever you race, we can take care of you. Forward Direction Motorsports is a comp cart dealer, an authorized Rotax service center, and we can fully support all Briggs 206 racers. We support local karting 100%, and we also have a race team that takes our customers to major regional and national events on the West Coast. From cart prep and coaching to full arrive-and-drive packages, we offer something for everyone. You don't have to live in Colorado to experience full-direction motorsports, vast experience, or dedication to customer service. Our online store continues to expand its inventory and the products you need are just a mouse-click away. Head to fdmkarting.com the next time you need parts and equipment fast. We ship daily. Shop online or come to the store to check out our inventory and visit our service department. Head to fdmkarting.com to learn more about our products and services, or call us direct at 720-323-3650. It all started in 1994, when former successful kart driver Albino Perlin decided to move his passion for karting from the track to his small workshop. That's when Paralyn was born. Fast forward 20 years, and Paralyn's passion for the sport led to the company rejoining international competitions as a factory team in WSK and CIK FIA races. With the aim of enhancing the research and development process, immediately achieving notable results around Europe, North America, and Asia, becoming the CIK FIA Asia Pacific KZ Champion in the same year. Parolin USA is North America's source for Parolin products, and we run a factory team at all of the major Supercarts USA and Rock Cup USA events. The Parolin chassis lineup for 2021 includes the Invader Shifter, the Le Mans tag single-speed chassis for junior and senior classes, and the 28mm mini-kart for the Cadet classes. Parolin has been winning races all over the world. And it's on top of the podium in the USA as well with drivers like Kai Sorensen, Mateus Arjuela, and Alessandro De Tullio. Get on the chassis that's winning. Drive a Parolin. For more information, head to ParolinUSA.com. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network.
3: I mean, it's hard for one gas station. Yeah, one gas station is going to kill it on the corner, but they're also... They don't have any competition right so if you're one gas station on that corner you're gonna be like hey those guys are four dollars a gallon but i can go over you know five blocks away and there's four gas stations on this corner and they're fighting for fuel i can get it for 380. you know so the more competition we have in sales and everything the better it is for the region and we don't have a lot of that going on like there's not a lot of inventory in northern california today it's pretty crazy to me but we're not growing in a time where, in my belief, we should be killing it.
0: And, the sport and I growing... say that in Northern California, ahead, our
3: sales elsewise, we're 30% up for the year, over 19. I mean, we're we're killing it. But yeah. it's also because we're hustling and we're in a lot of different states in a lot of different weeks. You know, that's what it takes. Yeah. And Donald, obviously yeah.
0: you're doing it at home, right? You're, you're growing. Like you said, you've got guys coming into the track on the rental program. You're taking them and bringing them into the sport, which you're essentially kind of building your own customers coming out of the rental program. Yeah,
2: yeah. but I'm not doing it alone. And I think it's fair to say that I'm, I'm grateful to have, you know, great yes. support when he can. Rodney is in Nevada and he's always driving down and he's bringing a lot of folks. Cole Nelson's always making the drive. Yeah austin elliott is in a yeah. shop full-time and he's yeah. always out there
0: awesome awesome is a good guy um, man Those so good ones.
2: so it, it's it's not alone what it is is i'm lucky enough to be a place that they want to go and yeah. just like you've all talked about once that happens well i don't want to go there and be alone so let's go there let's go there let's go there their phone rings and says yep yeah, we're going to be at the prairie city club this weekend so they bring their customers that's what's happening is yeah. it turns out it's a nice place to be. Yeah. Um, but I'm lucky to have everybody around me wanting to go to the same spot. That's now, numbers, happening.
0: numbers breed numbers. We've talked about that, right, David?
1: Right. All the time. All the time. Yeah, all,
0: the time all the time. Well, listen, uh, both of you, congratulations on your successes in 2022. Greg, of course, a great season. Looks like things are going to be big for you. Some expansion East, uh, as you said, for, for next year in the USPKS. But Donald, man, yeah, hearing Greg talk about it and everybody's that, that said things you guys have done such good work at, at Prairie City and and listen if if the IKF Grand Nationals can get some momentum rolling into 2022 and beyond we'll definitely be able to look back at what you've been able to do this past year congratulations on a, on a, on a great event here this season
2: thank you very much
0: well guys we'll wrap things up here right now Greg Bell thank you for joining me Donald Durbin from Prairie City Car Track David uh we can drop those guys off. You know, it's the, the IKF program. When I first got into the sport in the mid 90s and uh, working for my magazine in Canada called Performance Racing News, then I picked up the position as the, as the editor of large, editor at large for National Cart News. One of the big things was the IKF Grand Nationals, man. I learned that really, really quickly. The chase for the Duffy uh, and then, you know, being able to see that kind of develop and then fade away a little bit in the 2000s, which was sad. I like seeing it come back because it's an iconic trophy in our sport. And I think history is something that we have in the, in the sport of carding. We got to, it's we, something we got to take care of. And I love seeing on social media, people really getting excited about being able to chase after a Duffy again.
1: Well, you know, it's something we've written about multiple times, uh, on the website, you know, it's one of the most coveted trophies to have. And as you said, it's kind of, lo- it's lost that, that luster, but now we're having the the event come back and people are like, well, what's this, what's this trophy all about? So again, you have to reteach a a new generation of Carters because again, you know, with our, with our sport, the average lifespan was three years. So that's it, right? (laughs) You know, you're into what year, what? 30 now or 25, somewhere in that that range there. (laughs) So, uh, but you, as you saw in our chat, you know, there's a lot of people that want to win a Duffy. They understand what it is. You know, there's people that, our West coast base that are now living out on the East coast a race Liberante and some others that are like, man, yeah, I want to race for a Duffy. So yeah. we've always talked about, should the Duffy go to another event? You know, we've, we've talked about that in the past and, and maybe it doesn't have to now that it has that momentum built Agreed. with this event from the past year, you know, they were up at Pat's acres, I believe, or somewhere else in, in previous years as well. So it's, it's kind of getting, hopefully getting that momentum back.
0: Well, it's it's the, the, the growth of the categories that, that run for the Grand Nationals, which is the IAMI two-cycle categories and the Briggs 206 continue to grow. So that the the engine's there. The platforms are there. And, again, coming off this great event this year, hopefully they can get the new venue planned and the date out there so we can promote it as well. But the bottom line is this, David, when it comes down to this particular podcast, just to see what Donald Durbin and his family have been able to do at Prairie City, um, You know, we just need more Donald Durbin's in the sport, right? We need more people with that kind of passion for not only having a track and being a track owner and a promoter, but also the customer service side of it as well. This, You and I keep talking about the fact this sport is about having fun, getting out and having fun, being able to race. It's not always about the top 5% who run national level and try to become pros. For the most part, the foundation of our sport are club racers who just want to go out and be able to race.
1: Yeah, maybe it's because he's gotten to that certain age now where he understands that karting is fun, and it's you know, but
0: well, he's already he's got enough championships on the resume.
1: Exactly, right? we don't have either of those, but we no. have age, so we're we're kind of at least similar in that that role. But yeah, it's just again, that's what we're here for. You know, this you know people talk about how it's a hobby. Well, it is a hobby, but it's also a lifestyle. Yeah, you know, it is. the Durbin family. It's been their lifestyle. It's been their their income. It's been their 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 way of life. So it when you. There's there's very few of those. You know, you have the, the Dismore and Adams family in Newcastle and other places uh, across the country. But again, it's, it's a very small list uh, of people that have that passion and that uh, that drive to uh, to want to just, again, per, put on an event that people are going to remember and talk about.
0: That's it, and this one they were talking about, folks. The IKF, the International Kart Federation, their Grand Nationals this uh, past month, October fifteenth to seventeenth, uh, was when they had it at Prairie City. A lot of great feedback. We had a lot of information from people too saying they absolutely loved it. Maybe this is that cool thing that people will go, hey, they did it this way. We'll try it that way as well. Let's hope that this event continues to grow and that Duffy, which is so important to so many people in the, uh, their careers and their memories of the sport continues to uh, to get that, that position it deserves uh, in, of course, the sport of karting. Big thank you to Donald Durbin for joining us. Greg Bell from Leading Edge Motorsports. David, thank you so much, folks. Those of you tuning in, this will be a podcast very soon as well. Lots more face-to-faces to come. Some of you talked about uh, bringing more people on. Some of the other industry players from uh, Northern California, we've already talked about that. That's in the works. And people mentioned Rodney Rivera from Nevada Card Sport, Cole Nelson, Austin Elliott, a number of people, their names brought up. They're going to be part of a very likely part of a new podcast we have coming. Just more to talk about what's going on in NorCal Carding. Thank you so much for joining us here on EKN. On behalf of David Cole, <laughs> I'm Rob <laughs> Howden. Bye for now.